Alrighty, we're back for another exciting edition of Cloverleaf Radio. I'm the host with the most, the king of the quarantine, Jimmy Falcon, and we are back with a very exciting guest, Mr. Steve Ginny. How are you, Steve? Hi, I'm good, thank you. Well, I guess growing up in Sullivan, Illinois was where I wanted to start since uh, I'm pretty close to there myself. What was it like growing up there, and what are some of the things you learned uh, that you're still going by today? change or trade that uh, for anything. It's, uh, it was a, a time and a place where back then uh, you could leave your house unlocked, your car doors unlocked, uh, you could walk safely and freely down the streets and the sidewalks and visit with friends and neighbors and say hi. We were in Springfield in 2020. Be afraid to do that, especially after dark anymore. But and a lot of other places like that. But still, Sullivan is still like that. And I, I still have relatives and many, many friends in Sullivan. I graduated from there uh, in '64, and that's the same year we moved to Springfield. So wow. I still have many reasons to go back to Sullivan. So you've been in our state capital for for quite some time. being a Boy Scout when all the, the interesting stuff happened with Nixon, what are some of your uh, fond Boy Scout memories? And I think a lot of people kind of pick up stuff from being in the Boy Scouts that they uh, they bring with them to adulthood. I, I still meet with uh, one of my closer uh, Boy Scout buddies, uh, Bob Elder, who's a real estate agent now in Sullivan. He and I get together frequently. But uh, he and my other Boy Scout friends... Uh, all around the same age as I, maybe some a year or two older or younger, but uh, I remember mostly we'd uh, take hikes, uh, we'd uh, pack uh, overnight gear, tents, sleeping bags, hike out to the country, build fires, uh, hoist a lister bag for uh, water, and um, take food, our own food with us, and sing around the campfire, uh, stuff like that. Uh, and I don't know if they, kids still do that today or not, but that definitely sticks in, in my memory, um, being a Boy Scout. And then, of course, you had to work for your merit badges. And uh, a lot of my friends worked a lot harder than I did. I didn't stick around the Boy Scouts as long as they did, but I think we five made equal scout all at the same time, uh, four or five. But... Uh, that's uh, it's quite an accomplishment, and I still see a lot of those guys today, yeah. So I think maybe friendship and camaraderie is maybe one of the biggest things you, you've got from being a Boy Scout. Yes, that and uh, uh, living with uh, nature and, and learning, you know, a lot of meats, uh, how to tie knots and make safe fires and, um, you know, just your typical Boy Scout stuff. 
Yeah, I was in Boy Scouts in high school and had did Cub Scouts when I was in, like, second grade. And I, I think the knots were one of the neatest things uh, in, in, in the classroom stuff that we were doing that was really awesome. And it just, it's amazing how strong those knots can really be. Well, I, I agree. And, and uh, it, it served me later on in life when uh, I was in Vietnam. I had to... One time or many, many times you had to uh, remember how to tie knots, but um, uh, it all came back to me. And of course, it's been now 60 years and six days since the uh, Sullivan visit of then Vice President Richard Nixon. Uh, how do you think the story gained worldwide recognition? I know you've told your story a million times, so I, I won't quite ask you that. But um, how did it get its recognition, uh, and how did it lead to being on The Tonight Show? Well, that all started in, uh, in 1988 when, when a, uh, a young lady named Vicki Shaw was purging files from um, original uh, uh, previous uh, presidential um, news clippings, and she ran across that original story from 1960. And 28 years later, she thought it'd be fun to see if she could find me and sort of get an update and rewrite that article, which she did. And by that time, I was here in Springfield, and we talked by phone, and and uh, she made an article out of it. And in 1960, I don't remember they had the uh, AP UPI wire services, but they did in '88. And the, the story she wrote uh, hit the wire services. I remember the first indication was you know, being awakened at like five o'clock in the morning. I believe it was WGN or WLS out of Chicago, wow. where the morning drive DJs had read the article and, and wanted an on-air interview. And I'd hang up the phone. Ten minutes later, it was ringing again, and. When my phone was ringing off the hook, I had to take it off the hook to get ready for work. But, uh, yeah, Warren Carson's um, aides out in California read that article in uh, USA Today, and they got in touch with me and offered me uh, a chance to be on the show. And I, I said, yeah, 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 I can do that. <laughs> so they, they flew me out for four days and three nights, and... Uh, I was on the Tonight Show in December of 1988 with, uh, uh, along with Steve Martin and actress uh, Helen Shaver and um, the whole crew. It's a trip. Yeah, that was uh, late, like kind of the 20 something of it, December, wasn't it? I believe it was. I know it was Christmas uh, related uh, show. As uh, Johnny Carson would uh, read, you know, Christmas uh, wishes from kids, and then uh, that was the first segment, and then they went to commercial break, and uh, my my uh, escort said, "Mr. Jenny, you're on next," and and uh, they prepped me and prompted me and didn't smile a lot and just be yourself, so. Uh, I, I tried, so <laughs> rest is history. Well, and it had to, uh, you might not have known the significance then of picking up the sandwich, um, but I'm sure you knew that even when you were that young that having the vice president in your town had to be pretty experience, awesome experience. Well, I, 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 I,
I mean, I've, I've, uh, I kind of felt, I'd always wanted to interview you, uh, was actually thinking a few months ago about this, but I, I go, I, don't, I can't think of that guy's name, and if I Google Rick's and, uh, Nixon sandwich, is it really going to get it? But, you know, this article came out, and it kind of made me think about some of the interesting stuff I'd done over the years. Um, I have some, pen, I did a convention, uh, many conventions with this artist who used to work for Disney, and I had him give me some of his pencils. You know, those are small kind of things, but uh, it it can leave an impress impressing memory on someone. And yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think everybody in their childhood has something that means something to them that uh, may not mean anything to anybody else. But in this case, uh, again, it was our vice president, so uh, meant a lot to me. And more than once, my mother asked me if I still wanted to hang on to it. And I talked her out of throwing it away. Uh, I had no idea it was going to lead to what it has. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm glad she hung on to it and glad I still have it. And as far as I, as long as I live, it'll stay that way for the time. Wow. Well, uh... Of course, that brings me to some of your other celebrity sandwiches, as I'm as I'm calling it. Um, you had one from Tiny Tim and some others. Uh, how did that come about? Uh, did Tiny Tim visit the uh, little theater? No, I'll tell you, um, Ian. I did, none of these were planned except the first one. Right. And, and that okay. was that was Nixon's. Uh, not planned by me. I'll put it that way. Uh, of course, the second sandwich that I had in my collection was uh, Johnny Carson's right. and the, yeah. the staff and playing that. <laughs> but uh, that was my second edition. And then the third was uh, comedian Henny Youngman, who was at the Decatur celebration at oh. the same time I was. And Fred Puglia um, orchestrated that one. But Tiny Kim was in town in Springfield. Oh, doing a promotional tour with um, sponsored by the local radio stations and Tiny Tim and the radio wound up out at the same restaurant that I did <laughs> and I just went um, to the lounge park to enjoy a, 
frosty beer and some popcorn and the radio crew had seen me because I had done interviews with them earlier, uh, years earlier, on the uh, after I got back from the Carson show. So they knew me and I knew them. So, and they were treating Tiny Tim uh, for, for dinner that evening. And they said, we got to get these two guys together. Of course, Tiny Tim was married on the Tonight Show. Oh, yeah. And Very historic. I, I remember was the largest uh, watched uh, television broadcast in TV history. I don't know if that still stands, I would imagine. But, yeah, they brought me over to their table and made room for me to sit next to Tiny Tim. They explained to Tiny Tim um, how and why I got to the Tonight Show. And... They thought it would be a good idea to have him take a bite of a sandwich and give me the remains, and that's what happened. And so I added, added his collection. But again, I, I didn't plan it. It just worked out that way. Well, being that you... Uh you are 74 now, and you never started uh, trying to collect your sandwiches. What are some of the things that you collect outside of the obvious? Oh, my. Uh, well, what do I collect? Uh, dust? <laughs> I, uh, I don't know that I, I can't say I collect any, anything. I used to collect baseball cards. Oh, okay. Baseball pins growing up. Now that that's a sad story that my mother does like me to to bring up. But when I went away to college and we moved from Salem to Springfield, out went my baseball card collection. And, uh, mother does not like me for to bring that up because she felt so bad about it. I'm sure some of those cards were today uh, worth a lot of money. But, oh yeah. But then again, uh, you you don't always yeah. think about stuff like that, and that's understandable. Uh, but now you've got a new book. I wanted to wanted you to bring up the new book. Uh, I heard you're out of you were out of copies last time I checked. But how did Scott England and you uh, get together to write this book? Where can people find it? Tell us all about the book. Well, Scott England uh, is originally he graduated from Solomon High School years after I did, and grew up in that area. He was uh, from Allendale. But uh, Scott made it on his own as a TV newscaster mm-hmm. and weathercaster in, uh, I think, Channel 17, uh, Decatur. Yeah. But uh, he got a hold of me one time. They were doing uh, reports on alphabetically um, small towns in and around Illinois. So when it came to us, he wanted to do Sullivan. And he remembered the Tonight Show, and he contacted me, and we met out in the middle of Wyman Park where there's a plaque erected that I did not know about. Scott did, so he took me to that plaque and that's where he made his uh, his report from. And we stayed in touch. Um, he lives in Nashville now. Tennessee, but several years ago he contacted me. He thought it'd be a good idea to write this book and coordinate it with... Uh, it's the 60th anniversary. I said, Scott, I turned him, he will tell you, I turned him down at least three, maybe four times. I said, nobody's going to be interested in it. What, what are you going to write about? What are you going to call it? You know? <laughs> so finally, he really begged me. I said, okay, let's do it. And he um, wound up interviewing me over the phone and made several trips here in my home and asked me to get out a collection of photographs, which I did. And he called through those and picked out uh, 
the ones he thought would be appropriate for the book. And as it turned out, he, he did a fantastic job because it's chronologically by picture, if you look in the picture section, and it details my early years, uh, including Boy Scouts and high school and uh, Sandwich, uh, Nixon. That, that was sort of the culmination near the end of the book. And in between, it was college and Vietnam and wow. getting sworn in, drafted, getting sworn in by, by my father. Um, and just a little side, a lot of little side stories that kind of take you back in time to um, an easier time, well, except for Vietnam, for me, anyway. But um, Well, I did think of something I didn't mention, um, the fact that President Nixon signed your papers to Vietnam. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's the rub, Ian, right. Yeah, we, we were buddy-buddy in 1960, and I, I think every every kid in Solomon who participated in that, from the band members of the Boy Scouts, got a, uh, a signed letter from him. I'm sure it was automatic pen. Oh yeah. But yeah, then then in 1969, when he was president, uh, anybody who ever got drafted, they'll tell you it's it's a letter that says greetings from the president of the United States and signed Richard Nixon. Wow. So, uh, yeah, a short nine years later from Solomon Wyman Park to, to uh, getting my draft notice, but, yeah, I actually heard from him uh, twice, you might say. Was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just thought that was kind of interesting. It, it it brings it back in a whole different meaning and uh, changed your life for a whole different uh, set of reasons, I'm sure. But, Steve, that was uh, the end of my questions. Um, I always ask people what the future holds, but I'm sure since you're uh, just living life in retirement and, and, and getting rid of the book, where can people find the book? That's that's a good thing. Uh, is there a certain place or just contact you? How does how does someone go about that? Yeah, Scott gave me, uh, I think, uh, two, 200 books, and most of those are gone. Uh, and they went fast, just a request from family and, and friends and and um, from college to high school but it is available on Amazon if you go to Amazon and uh, key in either my name or the name of the book which is the sandwich that changed my life by Steve Henny and Scott England that you'll, you'll see that book pop up and you can order it on Amazon for $14.99 but uh, I will tell you Ian if, if um, you thought I was out of copies. I happen to have just a couple copies left. If you would like, I'd love to send you one. Yeah, send me uh, <clears throat> any information, and um, you know, I'd, I'd love to buy it from you. I don't want to take it from you, but um, yeah, I, I saw somewhere where they said you were out of copies. <laughs> uh, I, I was close to out of copies, and I, I saved uh, a few back. And now uh, those are just my my reserves that uh, I'm waiting until I get a, a fresh supply. Uh, Scott was going to bring me uh, 300 more, and we were to meet in uh, Southern Illinois just a couple weeks ago. His car down in Paducah, Kentucky. So uh, he had to have his van towed, and, and we were able to meet. But the, the the books didn't make the trip with him, so I'm, oh, wow. I'm still going to have to meet up with him to get 300 more copies. But, 
Yeah, they're they're still. Uh, I'm not sure they're flying off the shelf exactly at Amazon. I have seen several uh, very nice reviews that have been written by people who have ordered this and read the book. That's wonderful. Yeah, I'd, I'd love a copy, and um, I, I we will talk about it. And I, I thank you so much for just giving me the time. I, I've seen, uh, I mean, Jimmy Fallon was talking about it, morning shows all around the world, newspapers. Uh, you said you had another interview today. I just thank you for giving me the time, Steve. Yeah, you're right. I talked to a, a crew from uh, New Haven, Connecticut this morning. I got one tomorrow from uh, St. Louis. And, of course, I'm uh, talking to you now, so, yeah. <laughs> Well, that's wonderful, Steve. Thank you so very much for joining me, and uh, looking forward to talk to you. And if uh, next time you're back down this way, I'd love to meet up with you for a bite to eat or something. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, look forward to that. All right, thanks so much. Have a great night, Steve. Okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. All right, bye bye.